Okay, so following on from uh, Is Bubba Still on the Bud? Yeah. Where we asked the question of uh, if the resistance movement to InBev, Bud Light, working with transgender influencers, well, it's Monday and it's four o'clock and it's been a week already. So, cheers. Cheers. It's an ice cold Bud Latte right there. Big fan. God, this stuff's rubbish. Okay. <laughs> Clearly not sponsored by Budweiser. My name's Scott Wayne. And I'm Ace Callwood. And this is Envoy Recorded Radio. Okay, change of format this week. Yeah. We are going to play the dice game around questions. Yep. So we do this with clients sometimes, but the rules are you and I, I've just shared a note. We get to write six questions. You write the odd ones, I write the even ones, and then Perry's going to roll the die to determine which ones we answer. Oh, okay. that's fun. Yeah. Um, but I'm starting with the first one. So Why we're just going to pause. For, we're going to pause for oh. a minute while we jam on some questions. Okay. Perry's going to cut this, obviously. So quiet time. You write, you write the odd number questions. I write the even number ones. Uh, how do you get the first one? I get the I'm opener, not. though. I get the opener without the die. It's not, uh, just do it. All right. Okay, as you're finishing your last question, can I just say I saw your T-shirt in that camera angle, and it says, you good, question mark, mm -hmm. but I, I couldn't make it out clearly. I thought it said, you goop, question mark, <laughs> and I was thinking, back to that time, Claire, Claire and I caught you in the car. We were filming. This was forever ago, oh, and God. you wound down the window, and you were listening to goop, the Goop podcast. I was, I was listening to the Goop podcast. What's her name? The one that... Gwyneth Paltrow? Gwyneth Paltrow. Is that who it is? Yeah. Gwyneth Paltrow. Perry's nodding. He knows pop culture. All right. All right. So here we go. So Q&A session for this week's Envoy Recorded Radio. Question one, which I'm opening with before we roll the, roll the die. Um, you called me <laughs> a few weeks ago with a simple question. Yeah. And you said, are we always the assholes? Yeah, and, I did. I and did implicitly in it, why? Yeah. And so what's the answer to this? I'm more focused on why. Um, the answer is there's a distinction between actual asshole and perceived asshole. So that is, as I've pulled the brain but the, trust but together. But the answer is we are, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We are but, but yes, Always. to perceived. Yeah. Um, there are a subsegment of people who say, the things that you just did, you are not the asshole. And I say, yeah, 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 I understand that, but everybody else will think I am. And that's actually what's important here. Uh, so yes, always the asshole. And why? Um, I would say less a function of properly being an asshole and more a function of having expectations and holding to them. And that is typically foreign is what I'm finding. So I've thought about this a lot. In since the, the call, or yeah, just since in general. The call. So right. professionally, I've realized that we are, mm. because either we're at the early stage of a project where other approaches haven't worked, and we're having to push a client or a or an external partner into doing something aggressively or differently, mm -hmm. and we just seem like the pushy assholes. If we uh, start getting success, we're the cocky assholes that got lucky with that <laughs> aggressive approach. <laughs> And if it's a resounding success, we are um, we are the assholes that you didn't need because we could have done it ourselves because it's so obvious. Like the win was so big that we should have got there. Um, the only time we're not, interestingly, is on that rare occasion where we get it wrong. Maybe. No, we're not. <laughs> we're the assholes that got it wrong and wasted money. No, we're always, we're always it professionally. So I think it's driven a little bit by 
uh, and I suspect several people who listen to this can relate to this, is that we are just constantly pushing and seeing, <laughs> look, this is the week in which uh, the former president of the United States has been indicted on mm -hmm. multiple counts around national security. The former first minister of Scotland was arrested the day before yesterday on suspected of fraud. And uh, Boris Johnson, who I don't even use the word prime minister and Boris Johnson the same sentence, but I guess I have to, uh, resigned from parliament because an investigation was about to be released. It'll be released today. And he sort of ran for the hills. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it's not like there's a, there's a shortage of... Um, of uh, difficultness, but there are so many issues in the world that need to that that I think we need to push against or shape. Yeah, that we're just constantly pushing, and I think it annoys people. So anyway, sorry for that. No, you're not. No, you're not, not sorry. at all. It's pretty clear, isn't it? All yeah. Right, on to the next. On to the next round. So that's what's not how I would answer that question. How would that's you funny. have answered it? I asked you a question, then I just answered you it. You did. You yeah. did answer it. Um, no, but I, I think it's about expectations. Like, that's that's my reason for being labeled the asshole. Um, I think there's a distinction between perfection and excellence, and expecting excellence is really important. Uh, and then expecting accountability. I think we societally are programmed to talk about all of the things that precluded our delivery of a thing. And like the first thing I want is, did we execute or not? Did we accomplish mission? We can talk about the shit that happened that might have derailed that afterwards. Um, but that is an uncomfortable thing and probably not the natural format for quite a number of people. Because, uh, yeah, okay. Because we're, while the means matter, mm -hmm. how we get something, mm -hmm. I think we over-index significantly on the ends of getting yeah. the result. Yeah. And... Most aren't. And even to be able to articulate that was good enough, but it wasn't great. Right? Like I, I actually expect that that articulation. Like that was sufficient. It was not our greatest work. How do we close that delta? Most want to stop it. Yeah, all right, we survived. Fuck that. <laughs> it's like, I, yeah. no, I want more. I was thinking about this over the weekend. Did you see the photographs of the, um, the damaged Bradley, uh, well, in some cases, destroyed Bradley... Uh, infantry fighting mm. vehicles mm -hmm. and a damaged leopard tank that the Russians had um, issued, showing that the Ukrainians had taken hits. And I was like, "No, this is this is what probing is. Mm -hmm. That that's yeah. that's the necessary. It's not about the means. They're going for the ends, and the means that is going to be messy and horrible. And yeah, mm -hmm. but it works. Like you could see panic happen around the world about, oh God, we're not. This can't be the cleanest, perfectest, right. sweetest thing. Yeah." Well, it's not. Okay. All right. Well, I'm glad I got that out from There we go. Thanks for that therapy. <laughs> okay. So we've got six, six questions, and we're going to roll the die to determine which one we answer. So, Perry, uh, you're at random.org forward slash dice, right? One of my favorite websites. It's just a randomizer from it. It's an Irish mathematician that provides the ability to randomize data. So uh, what number did you, did you roll, Perry? He rolled a five. All right. So question five is is yours. You want to read oh, yourself? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's right on. That's that's perfect. I don't lie. Um, on the heels of you talking about issues and the things we work on, snap your fingers and you get to solve one societal issue. 
what I put in here is also, but you don't get to design around any unintended consequences. So no, you don't get the caveats of, but it has to like, you just have an issue to solve, snap your fingers. Where are you going? What world issue are you tackling? Dependency on oil. Mm. Okay. If I could solve for one specific thing. Yeah. Is dependency on oil. And in, increasingly, we're less dependent for fuel, but we're dependent on it for plastics and mm. those sorts of things. But I, but that would grossly change the dynamic in the Middle East, in certain parts of the United States, certain parts of Canada, and um, in Russia. And oh. it would probably be very destabilizing. Yeah. But I'd, place, I'd take the bet. I'd take the bet. What about you? What, uh, let me read this out. Snap your fingers and solve one societal issue. You don't get to design around any unintended consequences. What issue? That's a great question. You should trademark that question. Thanks, Copyright. Man. Can you do that? Um, trademark it. I, I, I don't know that I'll articulate this perfectly as an answer to my own question. Um, lobbying. Lobbying oh. in federal government. Yeah. Huh. There, I mean... On one hand, and this is the unintended consequences piece, there are major, major core issues near and dear to me that have lobbyists who are paid quite a number of dollars to affect change, and I think those are effective. I think the flip side of that are there are so many, oil being one of them, yeah. um, auto dealers, uh, the NRA. I mean, there are so many pieces of, Ethanol. Uh, right, yeah. of government that are guided by... Capitalism, like the ability to pay for somebody to go make that case better than anyone else. And our entire legal, legislative, even judicial system has just been turned inside out as a function of that. And it'd be really nice to snap fingers and just reset. Reset so we can make decisions predicated on what is best for our community, our society, federal governments across the world. Um, but there is just so much inertia to overcome to do that right now as a function of who can pay more money to make a better case here. So, so I was thinking about this the other day. It's it's so, and I'm not anti-government. I'm no. broadly pro-government. I know yeah. lots of government servants, and I think they do remarkable work. But it is interesting how much of our work we bump up against the requirement to engage with the government. And I thought this the other day. We're in D.C., and I went for a run, mm -hmm. and I was near Capitol Hill. And we are not lobbyists, yeah. and we work very hard to make sure we, we don't even give them the perception of being lobbyists. And I was running down the mall, and I got to the hill. I was like, nope, nope, not, not going up there. Not a chance. Not even stepping foot onto that hill. Uh, yeah, no, that's fascinating. Yeah, you would, you would deal with lobbying. All right, Perry, roll a die, and uh, roll it until you get something that's not a five. Three. Three. Trace. <laughs> okay, your turn. <laughs> Which cryptid is most likely to actually exist? I don't know what a cryptid is. Yes, you do. No, I, <laughs> tell me what I know and I don't know. Animals believed that they may exist somewhere in the wild, but whose presence, present existence is disputed or unsubstantiated by science. So like a yeti. Or yeah, or the Loch Ness Monster. I mean, that's not even up for debate. The Loch Ness Monster exists. What are you talking See? about? It's a there are photographs, Ace, <laughs> taken Fair in enough. the 1920s. All appeared in the same week. Uh, okay, which crypt? I'm... Uh, Bigfoot, for instance. Chupacabras. Chupa what? Chupacabras. What's Chupacabras? It literally translates to goat drinker. Isn't they like... 
little animals that suck the blood out of goats through three little holes? I. You don't know, do you? I think quite a lot in the sense of. Huh. But not not the Loch Ness monster. The, the lake is the lake's empty, fellas. Um, is like I, I'm on the local things, like the sightings of the mountain lions. Mm. So there's a, oh, I think it's Dartmoor. It might be the Brecon Beacons. No, it's Dartmoor in England. Mm. There's multiple sightings of big cats. It's very Sherlock Holmesian. Mm-hmm. But there's there are so many. But then I'm going to reframe your question a little bit, if, if you don't okay. mind. Carry on. Back to that argument that if if enough people believe they exist, they exist. Mm. I wonder if these multiple sightings, whether it's Bigfoot or the beast of wherever, that they kind of do exist because we see them. And if you see a bear in the woods... And you think it's Bigfoot? No, but if you see a bear in the woods, you're not going up to stroke it and touch it. So also if you see, an, if enough people see an imaginary bear in the woods, it's the same thing, right? I, I don't even know where to start <laughs> with an argument. It's this bug goes that. straight to your head. <laughs> what do you mean if a fake bear exists in well, the woods? Well, not a fake does bear. Really... I don't mean you dressed up as a bear, but that would be well worth seeing. <laughs> Actually, I, I did say this the other day. That would be a so big I, dro- I dropped Kate off. Yeah. Uh, Actually, in a business park where she can cut through this very small <laughs> woods to get to school. And it, it saves us some time in the morning because the kids are in three different schools. And we had joked about there being a bear in the woods. And um, and there isn't a bear in the It's like a tiny strip. I can see the school through this woods. <laughs> but she went through it a couple of weeks ago. And this deer came out of nowhere and scared oh. the life out of her. It was the best. I may have proposed to her <laughs> two sisters that I, that you one day when her, her mom's yeah. going, I dress up as a bear, and yeah. Anyway, no. If if enough people believe in a thing, it's a thing. I mean, I guess, I I guess. Okay, it's not far from cryptic to cryptid. Cryptid. I think you made that up. All right, Perry. Next roll. Not a three or a five. Four. Four. Oh, you get one now. Oh yeah. <laughs> when we we're at the beach last week. We're in the beach in uh, Santa Monica, yeah, California. If Vera wasn't there, would it have felt weird, and why? No. Next question. Oh, no, it'd have been great. It'd been just like two dudes sitting on a. Just describe we were... it though. <laughs> <laughs> Where were we? We were, were on a lifeguard stand at sunset, sunset in Santa Monica, eating tacos and sharing chips and dip. It would have been. It would have been lovely. There we go. I just thought it was funny. Who's <laughs> who's? You know, we didn't say much while we were there. That's what I mean. Even the three of us, we, I, it would have been said the very same. Low. We just yeah, yeah. very little. I disagree, but all right, uh, Perry. Wait, wait, wait. Why would it have been weird? I would not say it was. I, it would have. You just said you like, disagree, and you asked the question I in the way that you wrote it. If if V wasn't there, would it have felt infidelitous? <laughs> <laughs> Not no, but not yes. <laughs> Hard maybe. Hard maybe. <clears throat> All right, keep going. What's next? Uh, question one. Your question. Your odds. Ah. Hmm. All right. You get one of two options: die right now or live forever. Oh. oh. Forever. Oh. 
or right now. Like you don't get to finish ERR or forever. Actually, not having to finish this Bud Light would, might be a bit of a gift. <laughs> All right, just play that um, one out. Wow. Mm. God, you should just write questions. You could be like the pub quiz master. <laughs> that could be the rest of your career. There are a couple that because didn't make this Because if you episode. live forever, you have to watch everybody you love die. I understand the question I wrote, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> you want to explain the rest of it to me? You can only choose one, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> what I mean is you won't let me reframe the question. No, no you won't. I won't. I think I would. I think I would. Uh, I think I would. <laughs> There isn't something prepared, is there? I think I would die right now. Uh, right. Now that T-shirt that says you're good is more and more intense. Oh, every, it's a humble hustle T-shirt. It is. Yeah, 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 yeah. great. Okay, you should buy this stuff. All good in the neighborhood. Good in the, in the back. Yeah. yeah. Go to uh, humblehustle.com, buy that stuff. That's here we great. Go. There's our involuntary sponsor. Uh, yeah, okay. So right now, that's what you choose. Yeah? Yeah. What would you do? I think that's the right answer. But then the other side is you could get to see how everything plays out. Right. Yeah, but like, imagine like everybody you care about dies oh, before you. Oh, it's just this always. And you just gotta like keep no, and then it'd be nonstop that. because you would get to know people of yeah. different ages. There'd be people you loved. Like, let's dying. let's actually play this out. Like, All if right, you chose to live to forever, do you think you would? Do you think you'd build relationships differently? Yeah, I think you would. Like, would you get? Would you care as much, or would it just be focused on like knocking down the major issues? I think for your for your mental survival, yeah, you would have to start to isolate. I think I think so. Because yeah. especially if you couldn't forget, mm -hmm. you'd be like potentially starting a family again, starting a family again. Mm -hmm. Or, what if, or like, just being like great, 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 great grandpa. What if this version of family just kind of sucks? And you're like, oh, the last one I had was like really good. Because you'd be able to compare. Yeah. Like, oh, I fucked up with these kids. Just imagine, just imagine how annoying you'd be. You'd be at the you'd be at the Beyonce concert, and you'd be like, I mean, it wasn't Elvis. <laughs> you'd just be insufferable. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, you'd, you'd go see you'd go see Macbeth, and you'd be like, that wasn't what he not meant. What he meant? That yeah. wasn't. It. I used to drink with him in the pub. <laughs> me, and, me and Billy yeah. Shakespeare. Um, yeah, no, I live living forever would be tough, and. Like what happens at the end when the world implodes? You just like you don't you just float for. But if if it's live forever, it's live forever. So star implodes, sun explodes. You're just in the middle of it. Yeah, I pick right now. That would you suck. Know, you know those those the sci-fi movies that get me mm. are the floaty ones. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean by the floaty mm -hmm. ones, don't no, exactly you? Exactly what you mean. Just things yeah. floating, just going. Just yeah. the idea of them just Until what? the slightest motion, and they just keep going. Mm -hmm. I don't mind dying in space though, because I'd be very, be very. It's it, for me. It's like you not like freeze, know freeze dried food. Ah, I feel that's just what like you become. That. You become freeze dried food. Freeze dried scat. But time, like, very appetizing. Yeah. No, yeah. I can I can sit up long periods of night, think about time and space. And have you ever done a float chamber like the float tank? Yeah. Have you really? Yeah. Was it all right? No, I haven't. You've got a voucher for one. No, I do. I use it for a massage. Oh. Yeah. I'm taking it's, your back. It's very strange. Okay. Um, I want to do it, but like I opted for massage. I, I ranged from um, feeling very relaxed because you can't. Yeah. You can't sense the waters at your body temperature. It's all blacked out. Um, I ranged from being really relaxed, like, get me out of here. 
and then I'd be really relaxed. Then I'd swing back. Was that so gradual if, if, if or was there, it like a No, it was, it was, was like, like you're good. Like, don't be ridiculous. Good. This thing's yeah. not locked, but yeah. 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 But I did, I, I couldn't stop thinking about the um, the Alfred Hitchcock movie where he broke out of prison. He he mm. was the prisoner and he worked in the in the morgue mm-hmm. and he put, he'd had done a deal with somebody to dig him out. He was going to get on top of the next body that was shipped out mm. and that the the guy who's like the the morgue runner mm-hmm. what a boss sure. was going to dig him out and they'd done this deal and pay, paid him off and uh so he everything goes to plan he climbs in this dead body he's then buried and but nobody comes to dig him out and he starts to lose his mind he starts going crazy oh, no. and then he lights a lighter he starts talking to the body that he's in the coffin with and he lights a lighter and it's the it's the manager of the morgue he hadn't checked the body before he got in so he's just buried alive and so every time i'm in a flotation tank i think about that <laughs> Oh, so no. it's not that relaxing, really. No, I think about that it. That is terrifying. It's something it's like that. Oh, I hate sort of, that yeah, so I know. much. It's just, oh. But anyway, the floating away yeah. feeling. Yeah, yeah. That, so you'd be there to the end of the earth, yeah. whenever that is. And then whatever's and then next. It's just because you can't, you can't die. Yeah. I would expect like you'd get to a technological place where you don't have to ride out the end of this world. You've figured out how to get somewhere else, but I don't know. Can we talk about light speed for a minute? Sure. I, at this point, we can talk about anything because anybody who is listening to this is like, tuned out yes, already. Right. Yeah, fair enough. The I'm sure our, our friends that work on physicy stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we need to do certainly the, we, not the, us. The American Physical Society <laughs> might be giving us a call. Physic-y I love stuff. that the Society for Physics call themselves the Physical Society because yeah. I have this vision. I know you speak at their events, but I have this vision of everybody just doing star jumps during the meetings. So you're doing your physical stuff. Oh, I was thinking colonoscopies. Oh, that yeah. that too. Anyway, so the American Society of Physics sure. or um, the space cadets that we work with. Yeah. Anyway, light speed. Mm. So do you know the, the light that we see from the sun by the time it arrives here? Do, yeah. you know, do you know how long it has taken to arrive? A long time. Eight minutes. Really? Eight minutes from the sun to here by light speed. Is that it? Yeah. Well, that's a long time. Like it's right there. It's not right it's there. just up the street. It's so far away. <laughs> so far away. All right. Perry, Eight minutes, really? Roll a die. Okay. It feels weird to say roll a die. Everybody wants to say roll a dice, don't they? It's correct to say roll a die. Singular. But yeah. is usage starting to... Like, there's a point at which dictionary writers, <laughs> whoever those people are... So point which fake bears exist, according to you. I don't know. Right. Roll a die, happens. Perry. Two. Dose. Two. Uh, okay, so the emphasis is on the latter part of this question. Mm. Is there a God? Yeah. And where do they live? Yes. Specific and address and postcode. There is a God. I'm going to respond with another question. Um, do you know the Muffin Man? God lives next door. I'm so confused right now. <laughs> All right. Uh, yes, I believe there's a God. Um, and where do they live? I. I think God lives in both chaos and quiet. And so what I mean by that is those, I think, like serene, um, uninhabited beaches and the tops of mountains, right? Like I think God exists in those moments and probably spends time there. But the, I think, other end of the spectrum, I think God is in the moments when there's just the most chaos and terror, either large congregations of people connecting or the natural disasters. I think God is in those things, those like instances. 
That's that's what I believe. Do you know what would be so disappointing mm. <clears throat> is if you meet your God mm-hmm. and there you meet your God. I was like D- Dave Allen, this Irish comedian, at the mm-hmm. end of his show, he used to say something like, uh, may you go your way and may your God bless you, which I was like that. Anyway, yeah, like your that. God, you meet your God mm-hmm. and you're like, God, I was looking for you in the mountaintop and I was looking for you in the center of carnage and I couldn't find you. And it turns out God was just had really mediocre taste. He was like uh, O'Toole's or the locker room down the street. Just like really mediocre bars. You're like, what? You're, you're at O'Toole's? Yeah. That just miserable Irish pub. Yeah. I'm sure there's a, a philosophy room. that God is in those things that we see as mediocre and don't take God time says, to see the I was value busy. In. I was busy, son. I yeah. was eating lettuce wraps at P.F. Chang's. <laughs> Uh, God is in the crispy chicken bowl at Applebee's. (laughs) No, it's interesting. So, so the extremes, but you don't, but you don't believe there's somebody watching down on you, judging your your performance. No, I think that's a self-centered view of things. To to expect that God has time to, even an omnipotent God has time or gives a shit. If like I don't know, I prayed this morning. Mm. I think God cares more about. How we, how we use our talents to do well and right by people. I believe we have a um, responsibility, actually, not just an opportunity to break bread and congregate. Like I think we were all put here to to interact and engage with each other decently. Um, and there's probably a net positive math that gets done by God at some point. But I think if one is seeking God, where does God live? Yeah. I think it's in those it's in corners those at the far ends of the spectrum. All right. Parry, roll a die. He's like clicking so we don't get the number we've had before. We've done one, two, three, four. Oh, we've done all of them. Oh, no. There's six and you added a seventh. Yeah, all right. So we're going with question six. Okay. <clears throat> if you could choose any nationality other than being American, which would you choose and why? With a corollary, would you choose that over being American? Hmm. And just a warning, Donald Trump may become president again and your passport may be taken off you based upon the answer to this question. Nah, fine. Um... Any nationality other than American, would I choose that over being American? Uh, for some reason, I keep coming back to French. Hmm. I don't know why. Um, I haven't rejected the premise of your question yet, so I'm clearly not French yet. Uh, yeah, probably. Is that linked French. to your desire to irritate me yet further? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's not. It's not at the core. Did but you it's... mentally reframe what will just be most irritating to you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's exactly that's exactly where I went. No, I think if I'm choosing a language other than English to speak, French would be interesting, um, and. I think there would be an enjoyment of not being American, but I don't know that given what I know, I would choose that. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Right. 
Uh, is that is is that an appropriately diplomatic answer? No, I do think it's different for Americans. Yeah, though, because you go from it's not just changing nationality. It's not like being Canadian, and mm-hmm. I said that in such a derisory <laughs> tone. It's not like being a Canadian. It's not like being Canadian and becoming an Australian. Yeah, you're going from being that that nation that mm-hmm. is the dominant cultural voice of the world yeah. to something else. So it's not just changing nationality. It's going from the sort of the the omnipotent definer of culture of our generation through to something that's not yeah yeah although uh, so I'm, i want to i'm going to come on to you here in a second but that that piece about identity is really fascinating um when we do the experience wheel as an exercise um we ask sometimes for for folks to um to circle some of the identities that show up on their experience wheel yeah. uh, and put a plus or a minus next to them. Do you see that as positive in society or negative? And then if you could spin your wheel and everything fell off but two or three of those things, which would you keep? And typically I see black women circle both black and being a woman and label those as negatives. But when they spin their wheel, they keep both of those on. So there's this like, mm. I wonder if it were inverted, if I were... Um, if I were French, for instance, and or French people listening right now are mad at me, if I were French and I had had the opportunity to be American, I might say, yeah, I'd explore that, but I probably wouldn't want to be an American over being French, right? Like, or fill in any country in the world, there's often this idea that even though this is seen as less than or negative or the outgroup, it's still a core part of my identity. I couldn't fathom not having that. Um, so I'm not sure. I think I think the the, the mathematics work hmm. against your argument. There are tens, if not hundreds, of thousands of people trying to come to America, of which a very large proportion, I would say, most non-Europeans are in a rush to become U.S. citizens, not just to live here, not just to reap the economic benefits. I think it's slightly different. Yeah, but citizenship versus nationality. That This is actually interesting. Uh-huh. Like, I wonder if yeah. you talk to somebody who is emigrating to America and choosing to do that, if it is, would you rather have just been born American? And there's probably a point in time when the answer is yes. But I would imagine there's some piece that's like, no, I, I want it to be that. I just want the opportunities here. For I, I, I've spent a fair amount of time huh. on the border, yeah. on the West Coast side of the Mexican-American border. I was blown away at how uh, vociferous the anti-immigrant Mexican immigrant attitude is to <laughs> more immigrants coming to the United States. Yeah, you it's, mentioned It's that. quite something. Huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, what about you? Yeah, um, so I like being foreign. I've discovered I like being a foreigner in a different country. I like that a lot. It doesn't yeah. really matter the country. Nationality, oh, so there's this whole subgroup of Brits that I, I love to deny I'm not part of, but it's probably not true, that um, love being British but would never actually want to live there again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, that's not completely true. I would happily live in London if I was stupendously rich. But... Um, yeah, I think there is there is a there's an expatishness that is particularly related to Brits outside of big tourist centers. I think there's a whole yeah. other expat yeah. that is in parts of Spain, only parts of Spain and parts of. Um, but yeah, there's mm. something that I like. There's lots of it. I I don't like the um, I don't like the sort of constantly looking back side of our culture, which is we're always uh, looking at history. Yeah. And I suspect that's always been the case. I suspect in in the times of you know economic peak, we were still looking back to like King Alfred and going, Oh, but it was better then. <laughs> um you think? and 
I, I suspect so because I think I think it's a cultural thing. Yeah. And but I do love, I do love that um, sort of just the world is out there. Let's go wander across it. And obviously the history on that isn't great, but that attitude of just being being everywhere. Yeah. You can be in literally the middle of nowhere. And Simon from Hertfordshire will pop up. <laughs> really oh, you know. <laughs> I mean, it will. Or like Ewan from Glasgow. And they're just, oh, hello. Why, what are you doing here? Um, I, there are sometimes I think there's not enough of us. Like that can't possibly be the case. Yeah. But you could be in the middle of Patagonia and it's just llamas. Just Alex and, Pryor. And yeah, Alex and basically Alex. pops Oh, yeah. hello there. What are yeah. you up to? You got a tea? Hey, I want, I want a cup of tea. Yeah. Um, no, so it's but but the idea of nationality and identity is interesting, and I could, I could have a U.S. passport, I could have U.S. citizenship, mm. you know, and I haven't. I probably should. Eh. I don't know. Eh. All right, uh, all right. Last one. This is a good one. Last one before we close out and let people um, do whatever people do when they're not listening to this. Yeah. Do you hug your mates? Yeah, I do. I also tell my mates I love them. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I think one should. Do you? Not as much as I probably ought to. Um, yeah. I've, um, I got a WhatsApp message today from mm. some f old school friends mm -hmm. who were getting together for just a couple of days in the UK in July. Oh, nice. And uh, everybody will hug. And, oh, that's good. And, yeah. The, the men will hug as well. The men will particularly, the men will particularly hug, actually. Yeah. Um, we do. And then we'll, do something stupid like I bet you can't run to the off license in less than five minutes and go buy some beer. That will happen also. And Fergie will win it. And he'll also end up paying for the beer. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, but and yeah. You don't you don't. You're a little standoffish. No, it's it's a function of who I see regularly. Ah. Uh, like the regular yeah. crowd, we've just got a we've got a dap and a bump. And that's like it's a, a hello, goodbye. Um birthdays you get more of a hug but like the ones i don't see regularly big hug when you see each other and and so uh, i think the upside for me is just a constant touch with like some of the guys that i spend yeah. some of the people i spend a ton of time with um yeah yeah so it it switches um before we close as we close I had a question asked of me at a conference in San Francisco this week, um, and it was a good one. It had been passed on, so I'm going to pass this okay. one on. Um, are you looking out for you right now? No. All right. That's easy. Yeah? No, not at all. Yeah. I'm looking out. I'm number, hang on, uh, seven or eight on the list. Mm -hmm. Seven. Probably, mm -hmm. but I I'm not very good at counting. Yeah. So, what about you? Are you looking out for you? Um, a little bit better than I historically have. I don't know if I'm doing it well, but I'm looking out for me better. So I follow the guide on the mountain rule. Uh. Okay, so that as you know, the leader of an expedition or the most qualified to get people off the mountain mm -hmm. doesn't give up their food or kit mm -hmm. for somebody who's suffering. Um, so I, I follow that rule in terms of I have to do the, the, the base level to stay well to do the other things. Yeah. But th that's the pecking order. Yeah. 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 I think that's full circle. If, if that wasn't the case. Yeah. Would, could, no, no, no crying. 
if you were able to put yourself first, uh-huh. would that depress you? Is your identity that you help others? And I say that, and as I say that, I'm thinking about the only time you and I have got close to a physical fight was in an airport fighting over who was going to help the old lady with her bag. And she looked at us. I don't know if you remember this. Like, really? I'm going to have to beat the pair of you? No, I'm helping her. Uh-huh. I'm helping her. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, would, you, would, would it depress you if, you if you were in a position to be first, to put yourself first? Um, I don't know. It's the actual answer. Um, I think that is a part of an unlearning process. It's actually where the are we always the asshole the question came from. Talk about full circle, where yeah. we started, where we're ending. Um, I'm finding that the perception of being an asshole is almost directly tied to taking space to take care of myself a little differently um, and not giving everything and like keeping a little bit to say I just don't want that and I don't want to do that and I understand that's the thing that you need that I might be able to provide but I don't got it right now or importantly I just don't want to um that's a wildly uncomfortable thing and yeah I think if I weren't being really intentional about it it would be depressing and it's even hard to it's hard to do I have started doing one thing which I recommend to others. I've started keeping a note, a list of the number of favors I'm asked in a day. Mm-hmm. Not to whine about that. Yeah. Though the number's not small. And then I'm using it to think about the people who might need help that aren't asking mm. to try to balance out where I put reactivity from proactivity. Yeah. Like in terms of, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I like that. On the asshole edition of Envoy Recorded Radio, our therapy is over. You may go back to your days, and we will see you next week. Maybe. Maybe.